you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Second and goal with the seven. 43 seconds to go. Ben gets the snap. He's back. He pumps. He scrambles around. Throws it back corner of the end zone. Santonio with a touchdown! Santonio home! I don't know how he did it! David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. That music is way too upbeat. <laughs> not today. I, you know what? I agree. I don't like it. I'm not in the mood to talk anything positive right now. I usually love to hear... The music of Sam Spence, the late great from NFL films, but not on this day. Not with all the darkness that plagues pro football the day after. We record here right after Sunday week two of the NFL. I mean, listen, I'm, I pull no punches. You know, no jive is my policy, right. so I'm going to say it. I, respect that. I think this was um, one of the worst days in pro football that I can recall in the last handful of years, at least. Here to help us break it all down. There are a couple of things that are uh, that are fun for the football fans out there to get into, but uh, big time injuries, some atrocious um, officiating out there and beyond. Let's break it all down now with our guy seated to my immediate left. He's the older brother of the Oakland Raiders starting quarterback, Derek Carr. He is the first overall draft pick of the Houston Texans, nay, of all the NFL back in 2003. It's our guy, David Carr. What's the poop, fella? How are you? Yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I feel like we're in the same, a similar boat. Mm. Um, was, You're one and one, man. Yeah, but you know, I had high hopes yesterday. I showed up in Oakland. Oh, you went excited. out to the game? Yeah, huh? I went to the game. and Wanted to see that dirt infield one last like, time. You know, I gotta, I'm going to miss it. I played on it. 
And then after the game, all I see is Raiders walking into the parking lot with cuts and scrapes all over. And then they're happy to see it go. But it was just a, it was a microcosm of the entire day. It is funny that you would say you like it because you're the first pro football player I've ever spoken with who says, oh, no, I know it might be fun for you as a fan to look at, <laughs> especially when it rains on that dirt infield. It, but um, but it hurts very badly. It's, to ter- it's terrible. It's it ter- looks good, though. Yeah, it does. There's, it's going to be a lost art. So many classic games played and owed in part to the look that they become iconic because of the mud and and all that stuff. But the dirt infield going the way of the Dodo bird is just the tip of the iceberg. Potentially, we may well have seen I don't want to be hyperbolic or anything or pessimistic, but we may have now seen the end of a Hall of Famer's career. Ben Roethlisberger. Elbow surgery, I believe, as we speak, as a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, definitely done for 2019. Are the Steelers also done? Now at 0-2, things looking grim on the banks of the Three Rivers. A lot of hand-wringing there. Same time what was supposed to be the marquee matchup of Week 2, the Saints at the Rams. The Obviously, we know the whole backstory, the NFC title game, and so on. This was going to be Drew Brees' chance at revenge. Instead, he bonks thumbs with Aaron Donald. Um, now, Brees out for what apparently is six weeks himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where to begin. I mean, I feel like, <laughs> Carl, well, first of all, on a human level, let's yeah. uh, let's provide a little sun. I was over the moon for you and the entire Carr family um, a week ago. Monday night? Yeah. I, I, Great. I, I, I was, uh, Great I was positively thrilled to see Derek out there doing well because, I mean, for, for obvious reasons. He was unnecessarily thrown under the bus, mm-hmm. I felt like, as were you. I know. Why was Antonio? What, I don't I know, know that's a week old, but I haven't like, seen you since then, so I wanted to... Uh, I on some craziness that I saw and witnessed. I mean, that's all I was really doing is just trying to help people understand that the fact that we're trying to rationalize irrational behavior, that's what we're doing here. And that's I think that's what he got upset about. It's irrational behavior. Yes, Antonio be Brown is who you speak of, yes. who on his way out of California, his second team in 2019, he's moved on to his uh, third team at the time of this recording. We don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. And I, uh, um, you know, listen, my personal opinion is no one contacted me to see what I think about Antonio Brown, but I will tell you anyway. I would appreciate that. I don't understand why the Patriots felt compelled to run him out there for a game that literally you could have started me at wide out in and they still would have won the game. Why? I do not I do not understand. From a PR that. standpoint, what is the upside, the risk reward of it? What's the of putting him in your uniform when he very well may get shut down anyway? So he's had no impact on the season, but now he stains whatever happens going forward if in fact he does get shut down. And then they they had to rip his name placard off the locker and usher him out of the locker room before the media was even allowed to come in like is it is his value that much as a player on the field that you are willing to deal with all of the rest of that and the backlash that comes with I don't know. I mean, we never got to see it uh, you know in Oakland, but I guess it is for Bill and he's already had to deal with I just watched all last week and Every press conference is, well, what about Antonio? And he does what Bill Belichick does. He just kind of puts it away. But 
I think that'd be annoying. But he's not no. an 11-year-old Bill Belichick who should be given the who who should be given the. I mean, listen, I I believe me, Patriots fans. I said basically what I just said to you over the weekend, and Patriots fans. I think he's earned the right to do what he wants. He's won those six uh, Super Bowls and everything. Mm. Yeah, that exactly. This is Bella Chickaris, as I say. Right. He maybe is flying too close for the sun to, to the sun on this one because he's obviously gone down this road before. Like right. I've said, they're like the seventies Raiders in a lot of ways. They will oh he's talented. We'll kick the tires okay. on that at minimum. Yeah. Got it things got sideways at his last stop. That doesn't matter to us. We run things differently. That's fine. But why would you put him out onto the field there and that kind of like I'm just here to talk about football. No, no, no. <sighs> You do not get to play that game. Right. You decided to bring this into the locker room. Now right. you must address it. I agree. You're not just a foot. You, you understand that you are not playing uh, junior high football and uh, we'll leave those that uh, will leave the ethics to um, to to fourth period. I'm just uh, right. uh, the football coach here yeah. at the junior high. No, no. This is a a billion dollar entertainment um, corporation. What is the upside to this? There's I don't no, get there's it. There's no upside, it, especially playing against the, the the level of competition that you were playing against. There really is no reason. And now the NFL is going to go in and they're going to do their investigation starting, I guess, today um, as we talk. And, and, that, and, and that'll kind of It'll take us in a certain direction. Then maybe a decision is made about Antonio Brown. And then what do you do? Then you were the team. And say something happens down the line where he is suspended. He's put on the commissioner's exempt list. You had to rush him out there and play him against the Dolphins because it shows that all you really care about is the X's and O's and getting I, points. Yeah, I don't want to get up on Mount Pius about it, but really, what is the message? What is, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, you got to think about it because I understand that it's a business, but at the same time, I have my children asking questions about what's going on with Antonio Brown, obviously because they're very close to the situation that was in Oakland. And then what do you, what do you tell someone that, okay, you know what? We've re- First of all, Oakland rewarded him a little bit by... Yeah, but you didn't know. Him. But you didn't know exactly. But what does what? There's new. There's new stuff. There's, there's new, new information stuff. that should get in the way. You can't then say. I agree. Well, well, the other people didn't have to. We didn't know. We the, didn't know this. We didn't so. know what was going on as much as we now know. And now, now a second thing, as I was driving in today, I heard yeah, it possible. So. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. And I also listen. I admire Tom Brady in a lot of ways, but um, though I mean, him at the podium on Sunday after the game, I'm just a player. I don't have anything to do with these decisions. Yeah, yeah you. No, you do. Isn't he staying at your house? Isn't yeah. he shooting videos at your workout facility? What are you talking about? Right, he was there. Yeah, you you don't get you same thing. You don't get to go like oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not, He's helping us win football works. games. He's helping us win football games. All right. Ugly. Um let's talk about teams that aren't winning football games and several. I, I feel like, you know, Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass, he loves his Eli Manning and the Giants and all I do that too, kind Eddie. of stuff. I love Eli Manning. That's just that's what I'm gonna start with. But let's take let's take See where through. I go. This is the 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 um, sort of overarching thing with it is that you have Eli. And again, we don't know, but it sounds like Pat Shermer's leaning toward Daniel Jones. Now we know Roethlisberger is done for the year. Teddy Bridgewater has to take over for the next month and a half for Drew Brees, who's in his 40s. Andrew Luck has already announced his retirement. Cam Newton, if you watched on Thursday night, is really laboring to throw the ball. Like I keep yeah, saying, he looks like. Uh, a weakling like me trying to lift a really heavy bag and put it into the overhead. Like it shouldn't be that hard for you to throw a 15 yard out, man. It looks almost painful to watch you doing it. It all leads me to, we're in this weird 
All and and then second year guy Mahomes. I mean, in yeah. one quarter, uh, Derek and uh, the rest of the Raiders got got. I'm I'm thinking at uh, at the end of the first quarter, are they going to be two and zero? Are they, they going to vanquish yeah, no, Mahomes? Right. Here? Almost had the tweet ready. Is it too early to start MVP talks? And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to delete that. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait until the second half and see what happens. A lot of the, uh, <laughs> the second quarter. Out. A lot of the smarties on uh, Twitter. I tweeted out on Sunday, like, let's let's just jump already to the Patriots and Raiders uh, AFC title game. People <laughs> like, no, 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 I don't think that's going to happen. You're getting crazy with that kind of talk. Like, all right, settle down. So at least you pushed sin. I wasn't brave enough. To I'm play. cracking some wise. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Um, yeah, but- man. I mean, that stuff's crazy. Let's, you know what, as a matter of fact, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but so you have Mahomes and Lamar Jackson that are doing some different kind of stuff that are, that's making pro football engaging. But I mean, all of a sudden we're in the midst of a massive sea change here by this time, one year from now, all those teams I just went through will probably have a different starting quarterback than they had uh, in week two, 2019. It's crazy to think. It really is. But I mean, and it's just the way of the, I mean, when you look at even what they're doing in, in Green Bay, and they've come out and played pretty good football, and then that new wave of offense is coming in, and it's it's kind of like a changing of this whole system. Like when I first started playing, it was very – everyone was pro style. Same same offense. Everyone right. runs the same offense. We would even pop on film and everyone runs the same defense. It was like, oh, that's – we would use the term, that's NFL offense. And NFL offense brought with it, you know, that's probably 60 to 70% of the league ran the exact same offense. But now – things are changing and it's completely different and guys like Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes are doing things that people have never done before and it's it's changing the entire league and, and there is a shift that where like Brady and Ben and Eli and all these guys are kind of going out the door and if you don't have that that extra level of playmaking ability or putting pressure on the defense from not just a throwing standpoint but like really pushing the ball down the field being super aggressive happy having a just a, a hyper aggressive offensive coordinator you're not going to make it. You're just not going to make it. I want to get into all that stuff. But first, with those with these uh, sort of brand names that we've been watching for a decade um, or more in the NFL, I mean, obviously dark times and we'll go through each of them. But one thing I do want to revisit here, not to call you out, but maybe six weeks or so ago, David Carr sat where David Carr is sitting right now. (laughs) And I asked him, is Tom Brady not just in terms of winning, but is he a trailblazer in that he's playing and playing well into his 40s? Is this the start of a new era where high-end QBs are able to succeed past mid-30s and take it into their 40s? Here's what David Carr said. Interesting. Is Tom Brady at 41, Super Bowl champion, um, and, you know, all, all all the deeds, I don't need to run through them here. Yeah. Is he the anomaly at 41 or is he a trailblazer like that? I think that Tom Brady's a trailblazer. And I think it's because of what he does off the field and how he takes care, take care of his body and what he does in preparation and all the things that he's doing. Like Aaron Rodgers is just literally modeling his career after what Tom Brady's doing, right? So you got one of the greatest quarterbacks in the world trying to emulate what this guy is doing. And, I, and it just shows what's possible. Well, what uh, is now possible is that Tom Brady... Already having outlasted Andrew Luck is now it, it's tracking pretty clearly that he's going to outplay Ben Roethlisberger, or outlast Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Eli Manning. I mean, okay, is, all right. So I still I would say the same thing. Oh, you would? Yeah, I would say the same thing because it, the it the technology is out there, the information is out there. You have to want to do it. So in Ben's case, 
you have to want to play as long as Tom Brady. And I don't know if that's the case. I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm not saying that it is. You just have to put in a ton of time. When I was in New Orleans for training camp this year, Drew Brees is going to come back and he's going to play as long as he wants. It's a it's a ligament in your thumb. You obviously can't grip the ball. You can't throw it. So that's number one. But when he gets it healed in a month, a month and a half or whatever it is, and he comes back, he's going to be fine. But you have to want to go and put in all the time and effort that it takes to play football at the highest level at 40 years old. If you don't want to do it, that's why I'm I'm concerned about your guy a little bit. Because well, it sounds like it was. I mean, it's described as very serious. They don't know exactly. Well, I would. What it I, is, if it is, if it is Tommy John esque, and it's your, it's your nerve, then I've, I've hit that before, and you, you just can't throw because it's exactly what he showed on the field. Is when he threw the ball, it's just a numb, tingling sensation, and it's super painful. And you don't want to do that every time you throw a ball. Every time you throw a ball, it's going to happen. So, I mean, that's that's going to be difficult to come back from. So I was on the field with Ben, okay, in the preseason. And this was, I don't know how long ago this was. It was probably his fourth or fifth year, maybe. This was actually when we had the lockout. So we had the lockout and we hadn't been on the field. You have to kind of go do your own work, find time to get in, get the throws in because we didn't come back until like one or two weeks into training camp, everybody. And so we played uh, the Steelers in the preseason and I was talking to Ben on the field before the game. And he said, we were talking about what we did in the off season to train and to kind of stay in shape, stay in football shape. And Ben told me, that I have, I've not put on cleats since my last game. Hmm. I've not been on the field since my last game. And so that just tells you that, A, he's a, a freak athlete that has just a, amazing ability, and he's one of the best quarterbacks, honestly, to ever play because you ha- a lot of guys have to work at it. And that was kind of, for me, I was like, I'm just a little guy from Bakersfield. I don't have your size and your ability. I had to work every day. I'm working every day just to be out here and competing for a spot and pe- competing for a, play- a, a place on this on this roster. And you're just kind of hanging out and threw your cleats on like yesterday and you went out and you're ready to go. So that's why I say that because if he's going to have a surgery, if he's going to have something where it, it, he's out for a year, it's, I think that just based on my limited knowledge of, you know, what what his offseason is like, it's going to be tough for him to come back at all. Yeah, I don't, to be honest with you, I can't really say. I know he's been more focused in this, uh, certainly in this past offseason mm. than he was. And and I, it does feel to me like guys start to feel their uh, professional uh, career. They see they, they see the end of the road and they do then ramp it up and they... Uh, oh, they sure. That's that's real too. Handle themselves a little bit differently. Yeah. But let, let's talk about, and with all due respect to the decade and a half with Roethlisberger to Lombardi's, a third Super Bowl trip, um, a lot of dramatic moments and everything else. And we don't know what the elbow situation is. So there will be a time to genuflect to, to his football deeds um, down the road. Let's talk about the 2019 Steelers mm. right now. I do not uh, right out of the gate, doom and gloom, obviously from uh, from diehard Steelers fans for the most part. Um, obviously colored uh, even worse by the fact that they're now 0-2. Mm. I submit that the Steelers are not 0-2 because of how the quarterbacks have played so far. It's because the defense hasn't shown up. And yeah. once again, just like last year and just like so many years, they can't get a stop when they need to. That being said, we oh, talked about... they just got one yesterday, then the whole things different they're at 15 or whatever it was that they can just get a stop there the game's completely different maybe. and we'll, we'll lead into this where lamar jackson and patrick mahomes and uh and you know doug peterson and 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 a lot of these coaches and uh, the the young qbs that they're working with now are very progressive and it's not a coincidence that those are the teams that uh that 
are really standing out right now in the NFL for the most part. Obviously, the Patriots are the anomaly to that. But but a lot of the teams that are up there that you're looking at have progressive offensive minded coaches in to, to me, the air of the platitudinous coach, the yeah. um, to some degree, John Gruden, uh, Mike Tomlin and so on. That's 20th century kind of stuff. However, in this spot where they are right now, I do think that Tomlin's chief virtue is his ability to, in the short term, rally his guys. Backs to the wall, men. Yeah. We put ourselves in this spot. I wouldn't be stunned to see them go to San Francisco and beat that team. I wouldn't be surprised right. if they're two and two going into the Ravens game. I wouldn't be surprised if they go eight and eight and nine and seven based on the talent that they have. This is not the 2011 Colts when Peyton had to sit the season out with the bad neck. This is not a team that's going to go 1-15. in 15. They have a lot of talent in the room, which then brings me back to the other side of Tomlin, which is this is his defense. Do not confuse yourself with this, with, uh, with the people in Pittsburgh saying, like, they they got to get rid of Keith Butler already. They don't know what he's doing. No, no. This is Mike Tomlin's uh, uh, defense, and his chief area of uh, focus is in the secondary, and that's where they're not getting stops when they need to get stops in big spots, and that's been a recurring theme now for for a little while. Um, However, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers are not as bad as people are forecasting them to be. I don't don't think they're going to be as bad as that. You have to look at who they played also. I think sometimes we we forget – that there are two the teams. Season. This is what happens with a lot of fans is my team's great or my team is terrible as though the team that in. they're playing isn't impacting the results. Right. Like, okay, I get it. The Ravens, the Ravens look pretty good. And they beat up the, Dol- the Dolphins. The Patriots look great and they beat up the Dolphins also. The Steelers have had to play the Patriots, who was a pretty good football team. And then Seattle's going to be good. Seattle's going to be at the end of the thing, at least competing to be in the NFC Championship game. So why are they just automatically supposed to say the Steelers are terrible. I don't think that's true. I think Mason Rudolph's going to play good. I think he's been waiting for this opportunity. Uh, that's the reason they drafted him, is to come in here and play good football at quarterback. So he has enough talent. Offensive line's fine. James Conner's a good back. Juju and the, and the young wide receivers, they'll come along together. The interesting thing is a young quarterback kind of brings a little young energy. Maybe Ben was perfect for, for the team that was there the last few years. And maybe he was almost in a role of like kind of kind of bringing these guys along and maybe Mason brings in a little bit of, all right, it's my turn. Let's go. And that, that kind of infuses guys, especially young receivers with some energy and maybe they'll go make some plays for them and start. They, they can easily go out there and play good football on offense. We've defense, seen, I agree with you though. The defense thing bothers me because when, when a defensive weird. coach is the head coach and you don't play good defense in particular in the secondary, your expertise, why do we have you? Why are you the guy? So that's, and I understand to your point, the, He's a good, he'll do a good job of rallying the guys together and getting them to play. So they'll play good football. But I mean, at some point you got to say, well, your, your strength is the defense. You should play good defense and help the young quarterback out. So that's it's, what he's going to be judging. I'll say this uh, about that defense. I mean, this is not some, again, this isn't the Colts of uh, a decade ago. They are not bereft of talent right. because Roethlisberger is now out. Yes, sure. they lack the high-end burner that uh, can shake things up offensively a little bit that stretches the defense and, and so on. But it, it wasn't going into this season about the offense trying to continue to put up the numbers it had with Antonio Brown. Right, the defense was supposed to carry this was supposed to be the year and by the way it should be able to do that with cam hayward and stefan to and javon hargrave and tj watt 
and uh, Joe Hayden, one of the better cover corners out there. That that they are, they have legitimate talent out there. It's a matter of. Um, I think it's just a matter of let's let's not play Russell Wilson and Tom Brady every week. Let's just see what happens. I know, but there are good quarterbacks all over the no, NFL there are, now. But, now fewer than there gone, were but, before but the season started. Pittsburgh has but, had to kind of because they're trying to figure out who they are at the beginning of the year because it's a completely different team. Like so, you're trying to bring young guys along at wide receiver. You're trying to see who your guys are. Oh, by the way, you got to play the Patriots and you have to play the Seahawks. Like, okay, can we just start off with the Dolphins or like someone else? So I think that they'll figure it out. No, they'll be. I think they'll play good football. Let's see what happens in San Francisco for that team. It is interesting, though, that uh, one more thing about Pittsburgh is where Tomlin's concerned. Either he rallies this team and uh, and they you know people will uh will sing songs about tomlin as uh, as the yeah. great motivator who the players all love almost all across the board uh, guys like playing for mike tomlin or this could be his last year i one way or the other i do not think he gets a mulligan on the year because they're owing to yeah no i don't think that works as the result of the defense and right. now you can't throw your hands in the air and say well what was i supposed to yeah, do without roethlisberger out. yeah that's no, you can't, that doesn't count here. That that doesn't work. And so I think this is I, I think what I thought in in May, I continue to think now in mid-September, I think Tomlin's coaching for his job. He either I would agree. With he you. either gets them playing well and get them into a place of being relevant once again, or I think they they turn the page. The thing that's interesting is now all of a sudden the big name out there as we transition then into uh, what I've been saying all off season, this is a coach's league now. It's it not, is. I know Mahomes is a special talent and Lamar Jackson is a special talent, but is it more um, because John Harbaugh and Andrew, Andy Reed were willing to deviate from the same offense everybody else was playing? Or the other side of that is, should we be saying, hey, why did, what, what took you so you should have played Mahomes in his rookie season? And, and <laughs> no. hey, John Harbaugh, if you wouldn't have started Flacco, you guys sure. could have had a home game in the postseason. Well, I will I will reference Greg Roman. And or they did have a home game. but so, Yeah, but so John Harbaugh said, you know what? Let's bring in Greg Roman. Let's change this whole thing up. If you remember, he was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco with his brother, Jim Harbaugh, when they had Colin Kaepernick, and they kind of did what they wanted to do, honestly, on offense for a couple of years, at least until they started tweaking it. And then they kind of got away from, no, nah, let's do something different with Colin. And mm-hmm. they stopped putting pressure on the defense. Uh, so that's what they're doing in, in Baltimore. And if you'll look, and I know there was a, so the, the interesting part is talking to the guys around the league and they're saying, I don't know how, you know, guys like LaFleur or guys like Zach get a chance. And these, I'm like, well, look at how they're playing. John Ross is now the leading receiver in the NFL. And we all thought he couldn't play wide receiver. And he plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. is doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers are 2-0. and They're running the football well. Oh, weird. Their defense is playing better. It's, I'm a huge believer in coaching. Are you kidding me? It's, it's, absolute, it's an absolute necessary, um, necessary move. If you're a, a, an owner of a football team and you don't have one of those guys, you better find one. It. I mean, we, we we made our fun, and I know that uh, the Bungles are are zero and two, but at least they're splashing with John Ross, they and look, it is an interesting better. example. I know they, they got housed at home by the Niners, but, but still. who who beat them? Kyle Shanahan, exactly. another one of those geniuses, one they of these offensive, exactly. progressive-minded kind of coaches. And and the guy who looms right now in the college ranks, who I assume a handful of NFL teams are already starting to put some calls into, Lincoln Riley, well, right? Lincoln Riley already goes to multiple teams in the offseason and spends time with them implementing different concepts based on what they do and how they can utilize some of those college concepts. And he does this a lot. And so 
I mean, it's it's really a matter of does he want to make the move? And that's what you have to kind of look at because, honestly, Nick Saban, I remember talking to Steve Mariucci about a conversation he had with Nick Saban, and he, and he said, well, if I'm coaching in the NFL, I got I to gotta wait 30, 31 picks before I pick another first-round pick. I can just go pick 32 of them right off the bat. So, I mean, there's a little bit to that. Um, and, and do you want to kind of go into the NFL and kind of see if your system works and see if it can ro- I think Lincoln's would do fine. Well, first of all, you get to you you have more control of your players in college. Absolutely. You know, you uh, really can dictate. You, you do, can you really you want. Yeah. Right. You yeah, can sure. you can right. So if that appeals to you yeah, then that, being unquestioned, you're probably in a better spot in college. So do you think Lincoln Riley's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, 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 no. I didn't say I over here. I'm, I'm saying that it listen if this if this thing winds up at five and eleven, yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, that's a, I could see moving thing. on from Tomlin, and then who are they going to be making the calls to? Right, and that's a natural it's a natural selection when you look at what the league has gone to. So, answer my question: okay. Should Andy Reid and John Harbaugh be praised, or should we be asking why didn't you start them a little bit earlier, there, Coach? No, I, I like what they did with with Kansas City, um, and I like I like what they did. With, I mean, honestly, Lamar Jackson has made huge strides just in the two weeks that I've seen throwing the football. So he did a lot of work in the offseason. Um, and when I talked to people in Baltimore last year, they, they all said he wasn't ready. And so maybe that was a product of he was probably trying to run Flacco's system. So, of course, he doesn't, he's not going to look ready. But when you have an offseason to kind of engineer an offensive system for him and he puts in the work that he's clearly put in because you don't see Lamar Jackson doing anything. He goes to he goes to the facility and works on his craft. And then he goes home and then he comes back and he does the same thing. You don't see anything on social media about Lamar. Like that's all he wants to do is be a good football player. He wants to prove to people that he's not just a running back that he can throw the ball. And he put in all that work in the offseason. And I, it's a credit to him. I'm fired up for him because then he came out and he did it and he threw the ball really well, threw the ball really well on Sunday, made some big time throws down the field. And then with with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I love that they make him watch. You got to sit there like when you put a young guy in the game. When I started my very first week in against the Dallas Cowboys, I didn't know what to do on Monday. Like the preseason was over. Dom Capers brought me in and said, you're the starting quarterback Monday morning for the game on, on, on Sunday against the Cowboys. And I didn't know what to do when I left the office. I'm like, okay, do I go watch film on the Cowboys? Do I watch film from them last year? Are they a different defense? I had to go look up to see who their coordinator. I mean, it, there's a lot of things you just don't know. And so it, it's great to have a guy like Alex Smith was there with Pat. And he got to sit there and watch him go through a whole week of prep. So I think you got to do that for a little bit. I think like the Giants are in a good situation because Daniel Jones has now done that a couple weeks with Eli. So I think he's ready to go whenever whenever they decide to put him in. Because right now, for that situation, it's only a matter of time. What do you think about um, Lamar Jackson, Matt Money Smith? I'm not calling out uh, our guy Money, but Just he's one of many who said, nah, this Lamar Jackson thing I was is unsustainable. Boat. I was in that also. You don't think that the more the teams get a look at what the Ravens are doing, that it becomes easier to stop it. It does become easier to stop it because you understand what their base system is and what they do. And maybe it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, but they run five or six different plays. So if you can get a beat on that, but then it comes down to, so they have the advantage now because it's the element of surprise. You don't really know what's coming. I mean, the first week you got the defense spying him with two players and he never ran. So then the next, the week now, now, now now Sunday you go in and you're like, okay, is he going to run or throw? He does both. So they'll get a feel and they'll see the last, you know, three or four games and they'll have a good plan. But it still comes down to when the quarterback runs and he utilizes his legs, it's an even playing field because it used to be, you know, when back when I was playing quarterback, which feels like 50 years ago, you would you'd have to account for that extra body. And so as soon as he comes down in the box and there's an extra guy, you have six blockers and now you have seven guys. When I hand the ball off there, there's an advantage for the defense. But if I'm am I if I'm used in the run game, 
back in the old days, it was John Elway on the bootlegs, mm -hmm. right? And that changed the offense because now the quarterback is a runner. They wouldn't block the backside defensive end and he would have to stay home. And now Terrell Davis cutback lane, you know, big plays, touchdowns, Super Bowls. So that's the, it's the ultimate equalizer is the quarterback's ability to run the football. And even if they figure out what they're doing, they still have to stop it. And it's still a fair fight because now it's, it's 11 on 11. It's not, the quarterback doesn't just hand the ball off now and he's a spectator. You got the best seat in the house watching the running back run. It doesn't happen anymore. They're, they're involved in the run game. And so even when they know what's happening, they still have to stop it and still have to contain the guy. So they are two and oh, they are one of the teams people are buzzing about which two and oh team will we not be talking about if we're only talking about the headlines in six to eight weeks from now. I don't know. Give me some options. I'll well, you got spaghetti. Help me out here. The two and oh teams include the so Bills. Packers, Bills. Packers, uh, Rams. Mike Robinson said he thought the Bills were going to win the AFC East. He did. That's, I mean, Kudos bold. to him. It's a bold, it's a bold that's bolder than Damashek's yeah. pick of the Niners to win the NFC oh, West. Oh, wow. Impressive. I mean, that's looking pretty good, too, right now. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, you have to you have to take... Who else is 2-0, and oh, Spaghetti? The Seahawks? Seattle. Um, They'll be there. Seattle Patriots. Uh, Patriots Green Bay. There. Uh, Green Bay will figure it out. Said, um, Buffalo's Buffalo. KC. I mean, they might all be there. There's a reason they're two and zero. I mean, Rams. The Rams make me a little nervous, but they played well. I mean, against. What's your concern with the Rams? The Rams is the drop back pass game and the lack. They've of, got three two and zero teams right the now. Lack of yeah, the lack of. You know, Sean McVay when he came in, he was play action everywhere, and mm -hmm. it, was, it was smoke and mirrors. And people are kind of to your point with Lamar. They're kind of starting to figure out what he does. Don't chase it, you know? Just sit back and play zone and let it all kind of come to you and let it all unfold. And as soon as the smoke clears, we'll see the play. And that's kind of what's happening, and they've been forced to kind of... They got bailed out, honestly. Drew Brees getting hurt. They got bailed out a little bit because, you know, Jared didn't play great. Um, he made a couple nice throws down the field, but he also missed a couple. So it's the drop-back pass game, reading the defense, understanding what you're seeing, because Sean does such a good job of even though Jared's turning his back on the defense and the play action, he does stuff before the snap to tell Jared what the defense is going to be before he turns his back. So like he'll do a motion and a shift and he'll, oh, it's man coverage. So when I turn my back and I play action, I know it's man coverage. So when I pop up, I know what to look for. You know, and when you get and just drop back. I mode, think, by the way, that is the that is the number one example of, I think Jared Goff, before all the injuries at least, was a league average quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think... Five years ago, he would be in the top 10 or 12 QBs mm -hmm. based on talent and what was around him. Yeah. You'd also be in that. Group. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, the, uh, but now he's like league average. Is yeah. Jared Goff rightly an advantage against most teams you play? Like, well, at least we got the QB battle one here. <laughs> I don't think you generally say that about the Rams. I don't think you say that. I mean, I, I think most people that, that really watch it and understand what's going on see Sean McVay as the, the real um, – uh, as far as you trying to compare offense and defense. Okay, well, I like Sean's system matched up against these guys. You really look at it as, is there a defense that can just go line up and play football and let all that stuff happen in front of them and then match up well against those guys? That's what you look at it as. You don't see Jared Goff as a guy that's just going to transcend the X's and O's and make plays, even though Sean McVay likes to say, oh, he does stuff all the time above the X's and O's. He's way better than I am as a... Yeah, no. I'm surprised uh, they locked him up for that amount I of am. food before I am. this season played itself out. I am. Um, what about, uh, though, so... We look at Andy Reid with Mahomes and John Harbaugh and company with Lamar Jackson. Are they doing the right thing in our nation's capital by running Case Keenum out there still? Case is, is 
probably their best option. Uh, Why? Why not the kid? Why don't you just get the kid the reps? Get him out of the I'm, way. You did this. I think that they, I think you did this. Do you wish know. if you had it to do over again, somebody would have said, let somebody else do it for the first year. I'll just learn for the, my first season. Honestly, I wish I would have had someone show me. I wish I would have had a guy like Case that could go out there and kind of just, what do I do on Tuesdays? Like, Who was your backup there with Chris Palmer? And well, when I, when I first got there, Let's see. I don't remember who the kid was. Uh, Kent Graham, and he was uh, he was older at that point. Sweated like crazy. I mean, he really had to change he? wristbands during practice. He would huh. take wristbands off. It was Houston, but so Kent Graham was there all the way until we played um, until the final cuts, and then they cut him because he his back was hurting and he couldn't go. And so I sat there for the first day, I think Monday, uh, leading up to that first re- regular season game without a backup quarterback. And they brought Tony Banks in, and Tony Banks was the backup, but Tony still wanted to play, and he told me that. Like, I still want to get on the field, man. Like, I'm going to do what I can to help you, but I'm trying to get out there and get back into the starting role. So I'm, I'm dealing with a guy that wants to be the guy, and I'm trying to figure out how to play this game. So he's not really Well, is that you just me. contradicted yourself. You should have said, hey, coach, this Tony Banks really wants to play. Maybe you should let him. <laughs> What is for all this that? year no that's I'll not, play next year that's Don't not worry. our job no 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 no. that's there's no way if you would have asked me back then I'm, of course i'm playing and that they did the reporters like do you want to play yes i want to start of course i want to start and play I didn't, would be weird I don't if you know. imagine if yeah, a guy I said i don't really want to play no just let him go just let him do it <laughs> like no that's not that's not how it works but knowing what i know now i didn't know enough then to go out in there and really honestly compete like we weren't we had a shooter's chance. Like I'm gonna, th- I'll hit a couple of deep balls every once in a while. Corey Bradford, my guy from Green Bay, like we hit a couple of them. We beat Dallas doing the same thing. We had a pass interference, and then I hit him on like a 60 yard touchdown. It's like we made one good play in the second half. We won the game. So I we, remember that game. We had that. We had that. What going was it? Like 13 six. It's like or something? Uh, they, yeah, 19 10. I think it was 19 10. But uh, it, yeah, it felt like 13 six. But I mean, that's just that's that's the nature of it. You of course you want to play, but you're not ready. You're just not ready yet. So Dwayne Haskins played one year in, in Ohio State. One. And then he came in, and, he, and in shorts, he probably looks fantastic. But you just got to be able to protect yourself. So that's what I would tell the offensive coordinator, or Gruden. If, if Dwayne can protect himself, and he knows where his hot reads are, and he knows what he's looking at, then put him out there. But you don't have your tackle because he's not there. So like, there's other things going into this. Gruden also might want to stay around for another year. So why do I want to play him right now and play really bad? What, what if I played him like week 13 or 14, and he runs off like two or three wins? Then I got another job. I got another year. That's I, I was trying year. to figure out the scenario that he keeps his job because it seems like play him at the end. He's going. That's right. Win a couple, and then yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Hey, we, we drafted him. He's a guy. Look how we've brought this kid along. He's ready hey, to roll. We just we let him sit there all year. He learned from Case. Case. You don't want this kid trying to learn a whole new system. Uh, I mean, that's season. just you look at the stats. It's terrible for players. What about Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, he. I mean, was plainly uh if you watch the game you see what drew Brees. it's kind of like when they say you don't really notice um what a guy's doing out there you don't really miss him until you take him out of the mix and i really think that what tom brady and drew Brees do so well and it's hard to sort of appreciate and if you watch even if you watch a ton of football you're like why what what, why aren't they sacking him because (laughs) he just gets rid of it before you can belt him it's crazy And it was, it's not like Teddy Bridgewater was just a statue back there, no. but he was clearly a beat slower it's just, in getting rid of the good, ball than yeah, Drew Brees that's was. Such, huh? that's, I mean, that's great that you can actually pick that up because when, when I watch it, you see a guy in Teddy, and for the most part, people say, oh, he played pretty good. I'm like, yeah, he did. Nice steady hand, doesn't yeah, turn the ball over, but it was like, what do you do, man? That's not the way the Saints play. Quicker, Get rid of it. You quicker, can, more accurate. Like, you just got, like, that ball, that's not where Drew throws it, you know? And you're exactly right. Brady... 
and and Breeze are the two best right now. They know what what the coverage is. They know what the the defense is in. They know where they want to go with the ball almost almost before the snap. And their uh, drop and their rhythm and their throw and the accuracy of it is is a hundred percent confident that they know what they're doing. And Teddy, while he played fine, is no Drew Brees. He's just he's just not that level. He hasn't had the reps. He hasn't had that many opportunities. But I mean, they'll they'll play good because Sean Payton's a great play caller and he'll he'll design some stuff up. He loves Taysom Hill. Don't forget he's going to play a lot. And so there's an element of surprise. That's a that's an interesting thought that people had already started floating on they're Sunday. Use him. That, they have to use him. He yeah, loves him. Right. He said he was like Steve Young. I mean, you can't make a statement like that. I make statements like Steve Young's better than Joe Montana. But Sean Payton comparing Taysom Hill to Steve Young. I mean, you got to play the guy now. You got to play. Him is it game. conceivable that Sean Payton will start to employ some of what we're seeing from uh, from uh, the Ravens? Absolutely. Hey, listen, we got uh, Kamara. And, uh, and and we got Taysom imagine? Hill. That's what we're doing. We're going to run some option at you now. I think Taysom Hill can throw the ball just fine. And they're going to put some pressure on the defense. And how do you put pressure on the defense? That's why he plays with the greatness that Drew Brees is, that, that we see when Drew's out there. Drew still plays wide receiver every once in a while. Drew still comes off the field for Taysom. Mm-hmm. So Sean clearly wants to do some of that stuff. So now he has... There's nothing really holding him back. I'm like, Drew's, Drew's already on the sideline. Let's put Taysom in there for 50 plays. Who wins that division? Well... Not the not the Panthers, and not the Bucks. The Falcons make me a, a little nervous, but they also. I mean, you guys found out how good the Seahawks are. They went over and they played the Seahawks or Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings got a good defense. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Saints still win it. Saints still win it with think, Teddy Bridgewater. I think they go. Fi- I think they go. They weeks. go five hundred while while he's gone, and they're still in it. You look at the. I mean, that that, that division. No one's going to run away with that thing. The Falcons aren't going to go. The Falcons are going to be right around 500 at the end as well. Eddie Spaghetti now, he we'd be remiss if we didn't address his team. The Big Apple, the yeah, team that uh, David guys. Carr played for for a few years behind Eli Manning. I think it sounds like it's about to be Daniel Jones, right? It is because in the history of NFL football, no coach has ever come out on Monday and kind of went back and forth about who their starting quarterback is, and that guy finished the year. It's just not, it's just never happened. Pat Shermer is on the fence about if he's going to start Eli. I mean, just tell me what the day is. Like, when are you going to start him? That's pretty much what the question should be because at this point, and, 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 I'll, and in his defense, I, I love Eli. Eli's the reason I have a Super Bowl ring in my closet. But at the same time, Daniel Jones, his skill set allows Wes, you to. Also, Wes Welker, but go ahead. <laughs> that's true, technically. It allows you to do more. And it, on a team when you don't really have. Um, you don't really have that spark. You don't really have a big play. I mean, other than handing it to Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones can move a little bit. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta use him. I, I think the lament though of the Giants fan is that they should have gone with Daniel Jones in the first place. I agree with you, I, but what do you do? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know in that situation. I don't know how you can do that because Eli didn't play terrible in the preseason. No, I know. And Sean O'Hara convinced me, made a compelling case for him once they had drafted Daniel Jones, that Eli wasn't the issue. But it's interesting. I don't think that he's the issue, but I don't think that he has the skill set to transcend what their issues are. Well, for the sake of the Giants fans and let's say it is Taysom Hill getting uh, at least, I don't know, a dozen um, snaps under center over the course of a game. And for Steelers fans with Mason Rudolph, explain, be the glass half full guy, David. Car right now, why 
what is the difference in the locker room with the young guy versus it's the hope. it's hope it's it's honestly because but the he, brand name we know uh, Roethlisberger and Breeze no, are going to the Hall of Fame so, so wouldn't that you would I, I know you're not saying the teams are better off without those no, they're guys not. they're not but why what what is this spark you speak so the spark that I speak of is so I I just know from when, when I would when when a quarterback runs with the football and he makes a play in the run. The whole team is just infused with energy on the sideline. Like defensive guys literally never talk to you. But if you go run for a touchdown or you run for a big first down and make a play with your feet, for some reason, no one thinks that quarterbacks are tough. Right. So then the defense automatically is like, he just ran for a first down. He's my best friend ever. Hugs right everywhere. Taysom Hill is going to do that. Teddy Bridgewater can do that. He can scoot around a little bit. Mason Rudolph, he ran for a first down the other night. Maybe, maybe two. And then Daniel Jones is that guy. So Daniel Jones can give you the you got the you got a great running game. Your offensive line is better in New York. You can run the ball with Saquon. Now put the element in there where hey, maybe Daniel Jones keeps it. Maybe maybe you put a different type of pressure. Eli was always great at understanding what the defense was doing, getting us in the right play, making the appropriate read and the appropriate throw. You don't have to be that perfect when you're Daniel Jones and you're now part of the running game. You can just, it's even, it's all even. Let's just, let's go play some football. And so he runs for a couple first downs. He makes some plays with his legs. He's a, he's a young talent. He's got some, he's got some arm talent. Like he can still make a lot of throws that Eli makes. I don't, I don't see any throws that Eli makes that Daniel Jones can't make. They're, they're pretty much the same body. So there's, there's hope there. I would, but to me, uh, another recurring theme with me is Saquon and the waste of this guy. It is. I I almost think I don't, I don't fully grasp. They've gone too far. The dolphins have with this, like, well, this is, this is done. So now we're playing for the future, but like, well, you're going to have to replace those young guys on their rookie deals anyway. Why? I yes. Minka, Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick is a bridge too far for me. Why are you going to give him away? He's just in his second year. Well, I, I mean, I'm, unless he's refi- you know, unless he's really belly aching. But I mean, at some point, you you need some talent. What are you giving away? Tons. So what are you giving away? Everybody? You you're just starting from scratch. Right. Why not start with some ta- keep the few yeah. pieces you have? But conversely, the Giants. They're a ways away, and Saquon is so good. You're wasting his prime, and his prime starts the first game he plays in his rookie season. If you're an NFL running back, your shelf life is unlikely to be a dozen years. So I think Saquon is an unnecessary luxury item for a team that's going nowhere. You think you can get three first-round picks for Saquon Barkley? Yes. I think so, too. I I mean, I'm I'm very interested in that, but I think the Dolphins have gone too far. Why would you trade Tunzel? You're going to bring a quarterback in, but you need a tackle. So... If you're going to tank for Tua or whatever the fa- fancy term is, why are you going to bring him in and then not have a left tackle? I don't, I don't, I don't get, get that. that. Why, I, you, Minka Fitzpatrick's your best player on defense. Why are, why are you going to get rid of him? Like, I get you, the Sixers process. I get the Dolphins idea in a vacuum of like, well, listen, we're not going to win. We're up, but you, you need to have players have on the field. So they, you're not uh, going to just clear the roster and start from scratch. Or I guess that is what they're going to do. I mean, but that's not going to be very, I mean, you're still, you're three years away from being able to actually compete at anything then because you have to, you can't just roll in there with rookies everywhere. I did that. That's not going to work. You know, I mean, I, I don't like it. I don't it, like it. It's very, I'll take Minka Fitzpatrick. If you want to come to Oakland, that's fine. I will. I would that's like fine. him to, uh, I mean, stay there. It's I, fine. Whatever. No, I we need him. I, I if you would have talked to me on Saturday, I would have tried to make a case that he should go to Pittsburgh. Now I don't know what that team should do. Um, hey, we have to do this real quick here, and okay. it's time for the food block presented by Bon and Viv Spike Seltzer. You've made your rounds around pro football, yeah. obviously Fresno. I can't imagine that it has a player here. 
best food town in your football career. Fresno, Houston, New York City, San Francisco, Charlotte, North Carolina. Put them in order. Okay. Um, Houston, number one. Really? Fantastic food. I agree. Great steaks. Fantastic. Fantastic steaks. Tex-Mex is amazing. Since you were there, too, it's become an international city. So it's you can really, get uh, almost any flavor that really delights you. Yeah. And then I would go with New York. Houston over New York City. That's going to make spaghetti mad. I'm sorry. No, it there's good food in New York. I was going to say I'm a, I'm a uh, I'm a barbecue guy anyway. So I yeah, I mean, yeah, the barbecue going too. First, I think. So there's a, a barbecue place in San Antonio. It's the worst barbecue in Texas. It's huh. called the worst, and it's at a gas station, and it's the best barbecue in Texas. I've heard of this place. It's fantastic. It's in the middle of nowhere, but I we went to San Antonio for a practice again, actually against the Cowboys, and on the way back, our whole team stopped there at a gas station. It was fantastic. What a day that must have been at the really gas good. station. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, San yeah. Francisco, you've had some good food towns. Yeah, really, we've been we've been fortunate. It's some good stuff. I mean, if Charlotte's your fourth food town, I know, and Charlotte list. was good. Charlotte wasn't bad either, but they 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 weren't even close to. Well, the, they make good because they make the mustard based barbecue sauce, do, which is true. delicious. That's true, but I had see, I think that that's true. But I was in I was in Houston for five years, and I I I kind of I was fond of that barbecue style. And then when I went to Charlotte, I was like, yeah, it's not it's not really Houston. Is there anything edible in Fresno? Yeah, teriyaki don. It's a little hole in the wall. It's a teriyaki bowl place that me and my brother have gone to our, literally our, our entire life. It's been in the same building. It's no bigger than your studio, but it is fantastic. And I think the sauce, there's, I don't know what's in it, but it's, it might just be brown sugar. It might just be liquefied brown sugar, but it, it tastes fantastic. Hey, brown sugar is one of those magic items. It's Everything the, tastes it's like good. Teriyaki sauce and brown sugar mixed. Brown sugar, people always give yeah. that credit to bacon, which is hard to argue oh, yeah. against. Bacon makes yeah. uh, most anything taste good. And drawn butter. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. But this place might have all three of those. Hmm. Because I, think, I feel like there's little bacon pieces in the teriyaki chicken, too. So it's not like a conventional teriyaki bowl place. All right, We're listen, do it right. I, 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 no jive. I'm in no mood for this. <laughs> Roethlisberger, maybe done. Um, Adam Vinatieri, how many days not uh, if you if you um, remove last game of the season, how many weeks can you point to? I think this is a I think this legitimately is a bad day in pro football. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That is. I mean, Vinatieri may be done. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Roethlisberger may be done. Eli maybe has started his last game in the NFL. You think about that. We don't know, Drew Brees. I appreciate your optimism, but we don't know at that age that he's definitely going to bounce back. Then you do have Antonio Brown out there. I I, I personally, I don't want to get up on Mount Pius. I don't love that. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him now for a little while. Um, I don't see the upside to it anyway, um, like we've already said. And then just some real, real bad – Things that some some uh, officiating that really kind of swung. Some hey, what do you think set? about the the officiating? Because of so the guys that we've trained up and we had for a little while, then they just go into a booth. Fox grabs them. And I'm not saying anything negative about the networks that do this and try to hire these guys to get them to explain why the officiating is so bad. But all the good ones are now talking about it. And the other guys are just kind of left to learn. Well, the two best are Pereira and Steratori, and uh, and yeah, they're, they're in the both booth, in they're suits. So it's well, like, yeah, they were. I, yeah, I don't know what the. I don't I, know. Like, is I the mean, money that much better? I'm guessing it probably is. Uh, yeah, maybe then they don't have to travel as much. I don't know. I, I don't know what goes really into that, but I just keep seeing him in the booth, and I'm like, he was pretty good. Does he hear? Use him. Here's the thing that's vexing and frustrating and and confounding 
is that the the thing that you wouldn't think and people warn against is like, just because you start having review doesn't mean there's not still human error. And I always say, ah, fah. you have a bunch of guys sitting around in the thing. You'll be able to not without the influence of the home crowd cheering yeah, yeah, or booing yeah, yeah. or whatever and the out the head coach you can just look at the monitor and say okay i because i am positive i one of my life skills would be is if you put me in that i would never mess a call up i just i know i get it right every time when i see the replay it's clear to me what's happened here i always get it right how you could look at and i am trust me not putting the steelers loss to the seahawks on al river on but that is a bad call. Okay. That rule yeah. was put into place because it blatantly right. prevented what would have been a touchdown and that's how they pass. Explained this it. was not yeah, the, that's the how spirit they of the rule the was like, right. if you egregiously disrupt. Okay. This was a kind of ticky tack. Maybe had his hand on him. It's owed because Tyler Lockett is one of those kind of athletes who, as he goes up in the air, he is nimble enough that he can turn his body towards the ball. Right. So it looked like the defender maybe helped him in his turn. But when you look at it, well, he didn't. He didn't. But even if he did interfere with him, it wasn't so egregious. It wasn't a touchdown or whatever. That's not the spirit of the rule. Al Riveron, I tweeted it at the moment, and I stand by it now. Mark your calendars, everybody. That's the day when the can of worms was open. Because now that that's open for debate. I agree. I mean, this jump ball nonsense that Russell Wilson did. Throw him back across his body out of desperation. Jump ball, you know. Like, so that's what I. Skimmed the bottom of the moon before it fell back down into three rivers. That was my beef with Al River on. From the, the even this off season, I we, we talked we we talked. He did the summit with us, and then I talked to him a little bit about that because I the hail mary thing for me as a quarterback that was a hail mary. Like Russell Wilson's throw, he's literally throwing it up to give him a chance, and he makes a play and pass interference. So for me, like, what is the? How are you going to look at that? And then, like you said, now it opens up a whole can of worms because now that you threw the flag on that, then they I also saw in the Minnesota game they threw a flag on a, a play. Dalvin Cook was running his route, and yeah, maybe, but everyone runs that crossing route. So if we're going to go and look at all of those now, and you're going to start throwing flags on those, it's going to be a, a complete disaster, especially when playoff time comes. The playoffs is when it's going to – people don't really care right now. They the Cam really Jordan? They don't really I th- care, but they're going to care. I think they're going to have to, much like they did. Here's my prediction is I don't know how exactly they they determined that they would soften it, but you'll remember one year ago, week two, it was the Packers playing the Vikings, just like we saw on Sunday, and Clay Matthews got that atrocious roughing yep. the passer call right before overtime. That was a terrible yep. uh, that, that, uh, that was a terrible call. And then you notice they, start, they sort they of softened this. I think the Steelers got got on that one, and yeah. they will be like, okay, we can't. I think you're probably right because we they can't, can't. We can't do this. We cannot every time the ball is thrown downfield. There's always going to be some bumping. Right, it's going to happen. You just got to let. You got to back it off a little bit. I just, I, I, I don't know what you've helped me get through a tough day today, yeah. David. Carr. Appreciate that. For yeah, that I'm forever grateful. Yeah. We do this together. I'm glad that uh, Derek had a great uh, Monday night in front of the national stage. I think good. people can look at that and say, and what gives though with the Chiefs who don't have a good defense that Derek question. that Derek Hart doesn't throw a lot of interceptions unless he's playing the Chiefs. I don't, what gives? I don't understand it. That's so, not a good defense. Just, you understand? They're not a good because defense. they're so far ahead that they he that it's understood well, he's throwing the ball and well, so. It's it's just dumb things that happen, and like, and that's what happens when we talked about this in the off season. Is when he hasn't really worked with these guys. Really, his entire wide receiving core has changed. They're all different. So he's out there in a run situation and first and goal, 
and he has a run play called, but they're going to bring extra bodies off the corner of the side. They're going to run the ball to you. So he gives a signal to Terrell Williams to let's run a fade. Okay. So I take the snap. It's one-on-one out there. Throw the fade to my best receiver. And Tyrell still thinks it's a run play. So he just kind of runs his guy off and then looks back like, oh, no. The same thing happened in the Chiefs game last year with them. The Jared Cook thought it was a run play. Derek throws the ball out there, interception. And you're like, oh, okay. We, <laughs> that can't happen. And then, and then the, the play where they didn't call pass interference and they have a slant and a guy run to the sideline and the Honey Badger runs into, I can't remember, Ryan Grant, I think it is, and he throws the interception and you're like, well, that shouldn't really happen, but it does. And when they play the Chiefs, it just tends to happen. It's just a mess. And, they, and then they just gave up. It's points. a bummer with John, Jonathan Abram, who, I mean, oh, man. just it, watching it on the TV. It, I mean, he's just one of those guys who, within the rules, he just, just seems to know how to hurt people I love every it. time. It looks painful. It every does. time he was getting in there in that game. You're, like, he didn't even care who was standing around the pile. But it's like, not. But there's nothing cheap guys. about no, it. He's just playing hard. Yeah, it just loves he smacks guys. He loves the game. So, presumably, he comes back, and that's a... a a nice thing, and then yeah. and then the Waller story and Tyrell Williams. Waller played the, good. Tyrell, they'll be fine. They're, I mean, honestly, they're probably going to go try and get somebody else too. So stay tuned. Ah, look out like for this Minka. Week. Enjoy yeah. the East yeah. Bay, Minka. Yeah, they're going to try and grab someone. He might be on the other other side though. Finish it up now. You didn't answer the question, okay, and sorry. now I must hold your feet to yeah, the fire here. Got? Eddie Spaghetti, I, I, we've been talking so much, we haven't even let him get in here. Are you down in the dumps? No, this is a uh, this is a fiery episode full of a lot of stuff, a lot of notes. <laughs> but are you down in the dumps? It's not. It's one of the worst days of football in quite some time. It's besides yeah. the injuries, besides the you know we thought it was QB saturation. Now we have guys who are kind of faltering, Weird. guys you didn't expect, like Cam or I thought Kirk Cousins would be a little bit better. Um, I did too. I think. Uh, I mean, I think at least for, with with Derek, uh, I think the Raiders are going to be fine. I think they just ran kind of ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, Mahomes is a video game. He is, man. But like, I mean, the Giants. I think you know everything you said was. What about bad. my weekend? My weekend included can Pitt it's, at it's, Penn State. Oh, did you I see that one? Yes, That's I didn't bad. talk about that game. Did Why? you see how that ended? Oh wow. Wow, that was one of the. That was. I mean, what? Maybe you should just take a week off. Yeah, that sounds about right. Just take a week off. We'll be fine. May take the season off. Yeah. I mean, I, it, <laughs> that was. Uh, I, I man, I, I forgot I, about that. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what to say. And did you see just before that too? <laughs> did you see how they got the first down too? No, I didn't. What did see they that. do on fourth and one? They go for it from their side of the field. Some people thinking, oh, this is a a bold move. Of course, it's the right move when you're struggling to score points, a tight game. You have to go for it. That's the 21st century progressive kind of thought. So kudos to the Panthers to go for it. Down seven points there. What is that? Wow. That's an it's alarm. your alarm. Let me see. Um, answer that real quick. Got a workout? Oh, of course. No. It's, it's, Who is it? It's our it's our guys. NFL Network. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're calling for you. Yeah, it is. You know, it's fine. All right. I didn't know if it was Derek I was going to tell you to answer. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Or if it was know. AB. I don't know. No, we're having conversations about, like, they might bring somebody in this week. So Fun. Yeah, um, I will here. say, did you see on fourth and what would they do? Play action into the line, then throw it Crazy. over the heads of the defense, and it worked Weird. again. It always works. Just run it. Except on first down, they play action first and goal at the one. They play action. It doesn't work, but okay. No, only fourth. And Just one. keep it, though. Keep it to four straight times. You get at QB keepers from the half yard line. You will score. It's just crazy. And I mean, that Especially if you needed any evidence that something's wrong with Cam. Yes. The greatest running quarterback in history. And they opt for some gimmicky nonsense with Christian McCaffrey, direct snapping. Oh, that, we're gonna that fake, should tell we're gonna you. fake the Philly Philly. And then the, the best part, if you go back and watch it, is they didn't even go to the extent of what if the what if the corner doesn't chase the fake motion and he just stands there? 
oh, he makes the tackle. He's the guy that made the tackle. He just, the motion goes behind, and he, fa- and the, he just stood there. I'm like, oh, here he is. Hargraves tackle. play call. So terrible at home to the Buccaneers. Um, okay. Yourself. Patriots excluded. Who is the best 2-0 team? Chiefs? Yeah, I think, I think that I just, I'm still not sold on their defense, but I think that what I saw offensively is a team that even when they see man-to-man coverage, a lot of guys, like even the Patriots, they'll just try and pick. Let's get five yards. Let's get the ball in our players' hands and let's go. They faced man coverage a lot. The Raiders really challenged them and they were just taking shots. And I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult for anyone to slow them down. It'd be hard. Yeah. All right. Uh, great stuff uh, from you, David Carr. We appreciate the time as always. Best to Derek and the Carr family. We're glad that, uh, like I say, that, uh, you know, that in front of the, on the big stage with everybody looking at it. It'll be fine. Thinking that there was going to be some crumbling going on there. In fact, they, instead they rose up and uh, played a great game. I was happy to see it. Um, All right. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce for you later on. Make sure you check it all out. NFL.com slash DDFP and NFL.com slash podcast or wherever you find your favorite podcast. We got our video show coming on Wednesday, our audio show as well. Get well soon. Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Drew Brees, <laughs> all the rest of you. It's been a thin slice of heaven, real thin. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.